This is Religion Today with Martin Tanner, a weekly look at religion and spirituality here at home and around the world. Now, here's your host, Martin Tanner. Welcome. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. You know, this past week I had what turned out to be kind of a fun experience. Um, happens from time to time, I guess, because of the nature of this program. I was challenged on another radio station to a debate on the subject of are Mormons Christians? And the uh, gentleman on the other side of the debate who, who made the challenge brought up a number of different points, and I wanted to kind of run through a few of those and bring up a few others that I hear from time to time because I think it's important when we're challenged with that kind of a comment that this Latter-day Saints were able to respond. And for those who aren't Mormons who are listening, I, I think it might be instructive to hear some of the responses because we do have a faith that's different from others in very many respects, just as all other faiths are different in some way or another. The basic concept that is almost inevitably brought up about the idea of Latter-day Saints not being Christians is the concept that God the Father has a physical body. That just has to be wrong, according to many Christians. And that, according to many, disqualifies Latter-day Saints from being Christians. Well, it's fascinating that there have been a number of different scholars who have looked at this issue who are not Latter-day Saints. They've come to the conclusion that until about the 2nd or 3rd century, nearly all Christians believed that God the Father had a physical body, that if you were to see him somehow, he would look like a divine person, a divine man. And so this concept is not new to Latter-day Saints. And if you exclude Latter-day Saints on that basis, you'd have to exclude most of the Christians up through the third century. Second of all, you'd have to do some pretty huge contortions to get around some of the basic statements that are in the Bible itself. The Bible in the very first verses in Genesis talks about how people were created in the image and likeness of God. And they were created male and female. And then it goes on and talks about Adam having a son, Seth, who was in his own image and likeness. And the phrase is identical. We were created in the image and likeness of God in the very same way that Adam's son Seth was in Adam's image and likeness. That says a lot. And it implies the logic is almost inescapable 
that God is a person. There's another fascinating verse from the New Testament that says Jesus told people that he did nothing except that which he saw God the Father do before him. Now you can nitpick about how precise that statement was. But if it's taken with its ordinary meaning, certainly it means not that Jesus was a robot and did absolutely everything identically to his father. And certainly, by the same token, on the other extreme, it does not mean that somehow Jesus did one or two things by analogy that were similar to his father. A normal understanding of that kind of phrase would be that he did the same things that his father did the same way perhaps our children do the same things that we did or that we are doing. And that would be birth, go through life, have a physical body, those kinds of events. And if you don't like the implications of that, you'll have to take it up with Jesus because he's the one that made the comment. And he did use the word nothing. He does nothing except that which he saw the Father do before him. He didn't say, I do a few things or one or two or some of them. He basically said that he does what God the Father had done, which would, again, strongly imply that God the Father has a physical body or else what Jesus is doing is radically different, not the same. Here's another Interesting comment I hear about um, Mormons not being Christians. They will say, well, you don't believe in the Trinity. If you don't believe in the Trinitarian concept of God, you can't be Christians. If that were really true, it would mean that Jesus and his apostles, the original 12, plus Peter, all of the early church fathers, Polycarp, Irenaeus, Clement, and so on and so forth, on through 325 AD, were not Christians. Why? Because the Trinitarian concept of God, the concept that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are of one undivided substance, of the same undivided substance, was invented at the Council of Nicaea in 325. If you want to believe in the Trinitarian concept, that's fine with me. Just don't exclude those many, many thousands of individuals, including Jesus and the Apostles and the early Church Fathers, who we have absolutely no record of saying that they believe the Trinitarian concept. And frankly, how could they if it was first formulated in 325 AD? So, if Latter-day Saints cannot be accused of being unchristian or not Christians because of their concept of God the Father and of their slightly differing view of the Godhead, then what's left? Well, one of the next big arguments is that we have the wrong Jesus. 
somehow our Jesus is different from the Jesus believed by other Christian denominations. Hence, we're not really Christians. Well, the, the problem with that is that if you ask any Latter-day Saint this question, you will kind of be at a standstill on that argument. The question is, is there any New Testament verse that you don't believe? They will answer no. Latter-day Saints believe the New Testament. They believe in the New Testament Jesus. Certainly they have other scriptures, but so did the early Christians of the New Testament era. They all believed in the Shepherd of Hermas and in the Didache, the teaching of the Twelve Apostles. And those are not just in our current Bible today. So believing other books were in the Bible certainly would not disqualify one from being a Christian either. The Jesus of the New Testament is the Jesus that Latter-day Saints believe in. And hence, that is not a way to disqualify them as Christians. Now, when we come back, we'll talk about some of the other arguments that are typically brought up about why Mormons can't be Christians. We'll talk about scripture. We'll talk about salvation, deification, some of the other concepts that are out there. And maybe a little bit more about the debate that I found myself in this past week. Stay tuned. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. Now back to Religion Today with Martin Tanner on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. As I mentioned during our last segment, this last week I had the opportunity of being on a different radio station because I was challenged to a debate about the question of whether Mormons are Christians. And it was uh, quite a fun debate. And if we get a little bit more time, I'll bring up some of the specifics of the arguments that were brought up then. But uh, so far today, we're talking about the topics that often come up in, in similar kinds of debates. If you have a question or comment about this or any other topic, hey, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email. Send it to martinstanner at gmail.com. I was also at an event this last week where someone came up to me and said, have you ever managed to arrange any kind of a discussion or a debate with that guy on TV who used to be a Mormon, that Sean McCraney guy. And I responded, as I have many times when the question comes up, that I would be open to any kind of a discussion in any reasonable format. And I, I would certainly welcome that. I've asked uh, people to try to arrange that in the past, and it hasn't happened. So I will throw out the um, idea that I would be pleased to hear from Mr. McCraney and to set up some kind of a discussion or 
venue where we could have a, a great conversation and, and other people could be present. I think that would be a lot of fun to do. So hopefully I'll hear from Mr. McCraney. He could email me or I'll try to be in touch with him as well. Uh, martinstanner at gmail.com. Love to hear from him. During our last segment, we brought up the issue of are Mormons Christians? And that was the topic of the debate that I was involved in. We've already talked about the Trinitarian concept not being an excluding factor and the concept of God the Father as Latter-day Saints conceive of him as not being a disqualifier. Also, the idea that Mormons don't have the wrong Jesus because the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints believes Every verse of the New Testament, you can't find one where we say, no, we, we, we don't believe that. Comment about Jesus, that's just wrong. There's nothing like that. One of the other things that is often brought up is, gosh, you know, Latter-day Saints just can't be Christians because they don't believe in just the Bible. If you only believe the Bible is the Word of God, then you're a Christian, if you believe in other books like the Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price, whatever else you Mormons have, then you just cannot be a Christian. The problem with that is that it's almost self-contradictory, the same way that claiming the Trinity is a requirement, is self-contradictory, because most people who try to exclude Christians by saying you believe in more than just the Bible come away without really thinking it through. Because the Bible itself doesn't say you've got to believe in these 66 books or you are not a Christian. The Bible itself does not say you have to believe in the Trinitarian concept or you're not Christian. The Trinitarian concept is not in the Bible. Never says that the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit of, are of one undivided substance in the New Testament or the Old Testament for that matter. And the Bible itself never says these are the 66 books that are part of the Bible and no others. As a matter of fact, there are other books, even in the New Testament, that are mentioned that are no longer found there. One place in the New Testament, we find Paul saying, you should all read the letter that I previously wrote to the Laodiceans. We don't have it. It's gone. It used to be part of what Paul considered his important group of letters, but it's gone. So there were other scriptures that the New Testament Christians believed were authoritative that we no longer have. That's just one example. Also, we hear occasionally the idea that Latter-day Saints cannot be Christians because they just don't believe in salvation by grace alone. People who make that comment 
seem to be mistaking who saves people, and that would be God, and on what criteria God chooses to save people. In other words, they confuse where the salvation comes from and why it is given, or under what circumstances it is given. It is absolutely true, and there's no Latter-day Saint who understands the subject who would ever say that salvation comes by anything other than only the grace of God. I say that because God alone can provide salvation. There is no way that a person can save himself. Just as no one can give themselves a college degree, no one can save themselves. It's just not possible. But then you have to ask the additional question. If salvation is by the grace of God alone, does God just give salvation to anyone who believes? Or does he give it on some other basis? There are a number of verses in the New Testament which say God will only give his grace to those who are righteous. Also, stated a different way in other verses, we have God saying that he will not offer salvation to those who do certain evil or immoral things that are mentioned. And so salvation is not just because one believes, one also has to act a certain way that God asks us to act obediently and by eschewing evil and sin. Then we come to another fascinating issue that comes up from time to time. Latter-day Saints cannot be Christian because they believe in an apostasy and a restoration. The problem with this point of view is that Paul himself said that the second coming would not happen before there was a falling away first. This falling away phrase comes from the original Greek, which is the word apostasia, which means apostasy. This is not just a falling away. The word apostasy, the root word, is the same word that in Greek means divorce or complete separation, as in a couple divorcing, or as in someone separating forever from a person or a family. The apostasy was something that was complete and believed in by Paul. So if believing in an apostasy says you're not Christian, then Paul himself was not a Christian. Similarly, the idea of deification is something that Peter believed in by saying we could be partakers of the divine nature. So the idea that we can become like God also is not an excluding point of view. Latter-day Saints are 
Christians. Join me next week. I'm Martin Tanner.